welcome back to the uh, Pretty Bubbles podcast with myself, Daryl, Matt, and Jamie the Ghost. It's very pale this morning. <laughs> How are we doing, boys? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. He actually looks the same colour as the walls. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Needs a haircut as well. Needs a shave. I've got a haircut Terrible. next week, thankfully. Yeah, Terrible. I've been delaying the haircut. Absolutely. Stay of him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right, though. It's, as we've just discussed, it is fucking hammering it down this morning. It is grim out there. It's um, not nice but at all. <clears throat> so at West Ham, bring the sunshine into our lives. That is, that is such a <laughs> It's just not true, um, is it? Matt, I'm going to pass to you quickly and do handles, and then we'll crack on with today's episode. Yeah, you can find us on all of your social media platforms. On Twitter, we are bubbles underscore podcast yeah that's the one um, um facebook with a pretty bubbles podcast and on instagram with pretty underscore bubbles underscore podcast um of course you will see us on youtube where you're probably watching this or listening to us on any of your regular podcast platforms um google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify uh, and please don't forget to give us a like subscribe a review anything you can it would really help us excellent um, not the best week to be a West Ham fan, particularly with two fixtures that we're going to sort of go over and talk about and then look at another two fixtures. Um, to start off with, we played last Thursday at home against a lowly ranked Silkeborg. Even though we won, it wasn't, again, the best performance by by us. But it, and anyway, it did see us end, end up topping the group, which is a good thing for tonight, which we can obviously talk about in a little bit. And then the one nil loss at Old Trafford. Um, let's start with Silker Ball. Jamie, you were you was there? Yeah, I went. I went to the game. Talk, talk to us about it. And it wasn't. Was it? It wasn't Old Trafford, was it? Was it home? United? No, it wasn't Old Trafford. I'm right. It was Old Trafford. I'm right. You have yeah. no idea what you're talking about, do you, Dale? Yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm losing the plot this morning. Absolutely losing the plot. Jamie, talk to me about <laughs> Silker Ball. It was just a shit game of football, if I'm honest with you. Um, we were always pretty comfortable. Like watching the game, at no point did you ever think they were challenging us because they weren't as good as the leg at their place. Probably the pitch doesn't help. Like it's a lot harder coming away to a place like us than playing at home. But we also didn't look that good either. Like we rotated pretty heavily, like a couple of first teamers. But no one really done and like if those people are like, I need to prove a point to get into this team for Sunday, no one did it. Antonio was shit. I didn't really think much of anyone else in the attacking positions. Ben Rama was solid enough. Um so I, this is the problem. It was so bad I'm struggling to remember who played. That shows you like no one was really memorable. The like, only one that stood out was Aged, but we can come on to him in a little while. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a pretty lackluster performance. Like we won one nil from a penalty, which probably wasn't a pen. Um, I know the game can go different if we obviously don't get the pen. We might have been a bit more aggressive, but yeah, it was a disappointing performance. Really, like yeah, it's good to win, secure the group, but no one can really walk away from that performance. Going, yeah, there's a lot of positives in my eyes. I'll tell you what the biggest Wait, positive for me was, and I know it was a fairly easy game, but now I forget 
getting his full debut in a competitive game and looking very comfortable throughout. Um, I know he wasn't tested much, but it was good to see him get some game time and look quite good at, 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 while doing it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It sort of, I know this season, I we, we have, we've not sort of had the same attacking output this year. As has got a bit of a, a dilemma on his hands when you think Zuma's probably the standout centre half at the moment. Dawson is a West Ham favourite who doesn't seem to put a foot wrong in a West Ham kit. Plus Narragerd, who's being bigged as a really good player. Plus Kera. I think What's... it's pretty obvious who our starting two are. It's Zuma and Aguerd. I don't think Kera is as good as them two. He's fine, but I don't think he's to the level of Zuma and um, Aguerd. Uh, I know we're only going off one performance from Aguerd, but the only reason we signed Kera really is because Aguerd got injured. So, I think yeah. I'd rather see Kera at right back in general going forward. I just think yeah. he's, he's a little bit more... Obviously, he's not as tall, and that's not the end of the world when it comes to a centre-half, and we... We'll talk about Martinez in a bit and performance he had on Sunday. Um, but obviously, it's you get physical teams in this league. It can be a little bit difficult if you're shorter. He seems to be decent going forward and he can put a half-decent cross in. And with Sue Fowl's performances of late, he seems to slot into that and solve that problem quite easily. Yeah, I, I do agree that he's the right-back, So, But then do we... He's, well, I've even missed one out. Does Dawson and, Dawson and Ogbonna just, just miss out now? I think... European Ogbonna, games, cup it's games. Hard. It's hard for Dawson. Yeah, Ogbonna's, I think Ogbonna's on like a farewell tour. He only got a year extension because of the injury. I think everyone's aware, he's aware it is a farewell tour for him. He's going to get minutes tonight, I imagine. He's very much a squad player, not a first choice now, but at, what is he 34 that isn't a bad yeah. thing like you can't keep relying on 34 year olds every week like to put in really good performances so i've got no problem with that and let's be honest we're going to sing him away into the sunset at the end of the season and wish him all the best because he's been brilliant for us so it's just Darryl, can, you, can you just remind me who you predicted as first goal scorer in this game <laughs> This is I where I'm going to cut in. When I when I when I uh, when I edit this, I'm going to be cutting in a clip of that prediction. I said it. I said it. Enough to mind. If I take him out, he'll score. I go with uh, my man Manu. I go with uh, a lot actually, and it never works out for me. So hopefully, you need a pen. I do. Yeah, I'm going to change mine to Antonio, please. Darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. I was when I was in, when I was in the ground. We got the penalty. The first thing I thought of was he only scores bangers or he only scores pens. <laughs> it was so absolutely so embarrassed. He's had to go off screen. Yeah, he can't hide it anymore. It was fucking hilarious, though. Um, one player that did start actually. Um, and I thought he looked all right for the most part, was kind of Coventry. I thought it was good to see him get some game time as well. Yeah, he looked all right. I didn't think he looked anything spectacular. Like in the games that we've had from Downs, I think Downs provided a bit more than Coventry did. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, he was okay. I thought 
it was it was such a weird game because everyone defensively and in the midfield probably done what you wanted them to do. Didn't give Silka Borg much. Like I'm going to try and find the XG stats, but they had a couple of chances in the second half. But other than that, I don't think they really created much. Three shots in the game, I think. So funny as well during the game. My my old man's not Ben Johnson's biggest fan. He thinks there's like a he thinks he can do better. And every time during the game, it's like anytime the ball goes to him, he's just making comments like the touch has got to be better. He's got to drive forward. And I'm just like, it's so funny. Yeah, but what does your old man know about football? It's not as though he's had any positions of authority in football, is it? It's not like he's a coach. Yeah, no, he don't know what he's talking about. No. Um, where was we? What part? Are we still on Silkeborg? We still. Yeah, I that? just mentioned uh, kind of Coventry uh, getting some game time as well and looking half decent. Yeah, I think. Obviously, I, well, I've seen the squad for tonight, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little while when we come up to Stour. But he's you pretty much guaranteed that he'll play tonight again. Um, which is another good set of minutes for him, and probably against Blackburn next week, you you would you would be surprised to see him play. Um, it's good, it's, it's good for him to get minutes, and he showed. I thought we showed a good a good standard, but again, it was against a poor side. So until you start seeing him in these Premier League fixtures coming off the bench or doing something like that, we we still don't know enough. We still don't know enough about him. Mm. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, it's, it was a hard game because. Everyone kind of knew we probably would win, but sometimes when it was almost like a lose-lose game because you're going in expecting to win, but if you lose, there's so much pressure. So it's just good that we can go into tonight going, there's literally fuck all. Like, honestly, if we lose tonight, I don't care because there is zero to go. I think I'm more excited about watching tonight's game than I've been watching sort of any any big game for a while because you know we're going to get to see the likes of probably young Oliver is Oliver Scales that has uh, went on his first trip this year he'll probably get a full team debut tonight there's a lot of youngsters about it should be it should be an interesting little uh, fixture for a few of them I think the back four again I, we can talk about this in a little while and I'm sure we will but it'll be it's, it's good that we've already sealed top of the group we miss out on those two fixtures in February, so it gives us an easier February to rely on going into the end of the season. It, it, we had to do it. You look at the likes of like your, um, the teams that have finished third in the Champions League who, who have got another fixture. It just becomes hard work. Like, and that Champions League, Europa League now. Some of those teams have dropped down. Some serious teams in that yeah. this year. Like we we definitely got lucky last year. I know Barcelona in it, but and obviously avoiding them for as long as we did. But if, imagine if you're in it this year, you, you you're going to get a big boy summer along the line. Yeah, like who are the teams then? Like if you, you know, clarified, you got Ajax, Leverkusen, like Atletico Madrid didn't even make it through, which is fucking brilliant. Juve, uh, um, yep, Sporting Lisbon, Red Bull Salzburg, Shakhtar Donetsk, Seville. So some really, really good sides. Some All really of them good. proper Champions League sides as well. Like they're not just one, one year wonders, they're proper Champions League sides. You know the thing I do love though? You know we had the obviously the bullshit Super League um come out like a 
couple of years ago. Yeah. If you look at the teams that um, are in it, so you had um, Arsenal, um, who are obviously in the Europa League, um, Manchester United in the Europa League, Fletico Madrid not in Europe, Barcelona in the Europa League. Juventus. Yep, uh, Juventus, Europa League, and then they seen Inter Milan. Like, and these are meant to be the elite clubs above everybody else. Mad, isn't it? It's yeah. great to see, though. It's great to see that, that it shows these clubs are not everything that they thought they were now. Um, really good. Um, anything more you want to talk about on the Silver Ball? I was going to say we might as well just wrap up the Europa League stuff now and talk about tonight um, and then talk about Premier League in the second half. But I was just looking at the teams that are likely to drop down into the Conference League um, mm. as things stand, obviously, with the last round of games tonight. Um, so currently the third place teams are Bodo Glimt, um, but they're only a point ahead of Zurich, so that can change tonight. Uh, Larnaca, that'd be a nice away day, wouldn't it? Mm, um, Roma are currently third in their group, but if memory serves me right, they play Ludogrets tonight. Yeah, they um, do. They're on the they same amount of points. Yeah, so... and Roma are home tonight as well. Yeah, because yeah. they lost, um, I lost the away leg. Um, yeah. So if they draw, it's not good enough. They need to win. That's yeah. so we're Roma fans probably tonight. You'd rather <laughs> Ludogrets come down than Roma. Yeah, you've got Braga, um, but they can overtake Union Berlin. So it's one of them two that will drop down. Uh, Sheriff Tiraspol in Man United's group. Um, Feyenoord or Mitzjaland, who are both on five points in third and fourth. Uh, Nantes, who are one point behind Carabag, so it will be one of them two. And then Trabs on Spore. Um, but that group, uh, you've got Monaco on seven points, Trabs on Sport on six, and Red Star on six as well. So one of those three will be probably dropping down, but uh, well, it will be one of those three. But yeah, even the team on top, Ferenc Varos, only had 10 points. So it's quite a tight group, but not as tight as uh, the um, PSG group last night, how that finished off. Yeah. And, that and, not, so funny. and not as tight as the Spurs group, because all four of them were top that group at one point the other night. Yeah. Mm. It's been a good season in Europe. Yeah, the thing is, you look at that, you look at those teams you've, you've just said, apart from Roma, you, you can't really worry about anyone there and go, you don't want to, you don't really want to get them. I know they're obviously in a higher competition than we are, but um, it's I not think we've all just been looking off at the same thing on our phones or whatever there. <laughs> yeah, just looking at it, can't get out of the cricket. Yeah, um, <laughs> higher money. Um, yeah, I, none of them, none of them particularly worry me. I know there's some obviously good teams in there, like the likes of Braga and stuff like that. But you've got, to, you've got to be confident. You're probably looking at a harder tie in the likes of Fiorentina who are already in the competition. So, um, but yeah, let's go on to as you might as well do as you said, Matt. Talk Europa League tonight and our away trip to Stal Bucharest, um, which we know a few lads that have gone to. Um, so I hope they enjoy that as they missed out on a few away trips last year. Um, obviously a completely different squad going into tonight's fixture. Um, let me see if I can find it and read out that squad, unless one of you have already got it. No, I don't have it. Right, give me two seconds. If I, if one of you start talking to us about the game tonight, and I'll find it and let everyone know. Go on, Jamie. Over to you, mate. You're you're the expert here. Let's be honest. Be honest. The game I'm more I'd love to watch the Anderlecht uh, Silkeborg game just to see who gets through out of them two because. If I can't remember correctly, because Anderlecht drew with Stavok Arrest, I think that instead of um, 
Took Borgnine in a win and draw gets them through, if I remember correctly. So that'll be in it. Yeah, Silkeberg holds second place. Anderlecht need to win to go through. Um, I should be an interesting game. I'd like to hopefully see a good amount of kids play because it's their time to prove it. There is literally nothing to lose tonight. There is like zero to gain, nothing to lose. Like, a kid could go out there, prove himself, and get on, get his first West Ham goal, and then comes the next Marcus Rashford and plays for us, which would be fantastic. <laughs> I can't see that happening. But well, this this week's squad out here. Blimey. Um, so it's Ariola, Randolph, uh, Higgy, the young goalkeeper, Aged, Ashby, Casey, Clayton, Kufal, Coventry, Downs, Forbes, <coughs> Forson. Johnson, Lanzini, Mubama, Ogbonna, Orford, Scowls, and Sawyer. So there's no first team striker there. So we're going to see a young striker play, which I believe is Sawyer. Yeah. Um, I believe he's the striker with Mubama as well. So um, <clears throat> we're definitely going to see some youngsters. Wouldn't surprise, well, you'd probably see Randolph play tonight. I'm not sure they're going to risk Areola with Fabianski. Oh, yeah, because Fabianski might be out. That's a good point. Um, so I doubt you'll see Ariola tonight. You might see the youngster. It'd be good to see the youngster in goal. Uh, as you said, Jay, there's, there's no point playing the likes of Randolph in, in a game like this when you can see what these, what these youngsters have got about them. Um, you'll probably see a Gerd and Ogbonna. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Ashby over Kufal, to be honest. But then I don't know who's a left-back in that group. So unless Ashby can play left back, but then <coughs> I, I don't know enough about some of those youngsters to know where they play. Yeah, well, get James on the podcast. James might actually know. <laughs> um, well, he is a nonce, so he, he knows lots about kids. That <laughs> midfield could still be fairly strong. He's got country downs, Lanzini four nails. Um, wouldn't surprise me if you see commentary Lanzini four nails as four nails has had the backward step recently at downs. Um, be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to about quarter seven when we see that squad tonight. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, what's what's your starting lineup then? Come on then. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the name names on that. <clears throat> but it'll be it's a. Uh, I'll be I'll be I'll be pissed off if we only see a couple of them because it's the perfect opportunity to see what these guys have got. You want to see um, probably that scouts who's been on his first trip this year. I'd like to see him start and get a go. You're just, you're just looking forward to seeing these players. You don't see him enough. So, yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, I think you'll see the players that don't play a lot in the Premier League probably start. So, you'll see Ogbonna start. Coventry was in the squad, wasn't he? So, yeah. I think Coventry yeah, You'll see Ogbonna. You'll see Aged. Aged will get minutes again under his belt. I think we can pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. Um, Lanzini, four nails potentially in commentary. And then you're, then you're looking at whatever you can because you've got no Bowen, you've got no Ben Rama. Mm. No, still no Corne, obviously. So you've got none of these attacking wing, attacking wingers. So um, we'll definitely see some kids, but I'd like to see more kids than, than, than a few of these other players play. So do we want to give some predictions? Yeah, I've locked mine in already, so I'll let you go first so I don't spoil anything for you. But my hands are up here. I'm not I'm not spoiling anything. What have you gone for? 
Uh, I have gone for 2 0 win. I've gone for Lanzini, Daryl. Of course, I've gone oh. for Lanzini. <laughs> penalties and bangers. Penalties and bangers. Obviously, <clears throat> waiting to us. That could easily change once the team's announced. Yeah. Um, go on, Jay. I'll go 1 1. I just think a few kids in and around. I don't know what to expect. I wouldn't even write off a loss, but I don't really care if we lose. So, 1 1. And um, I'm just going to go very rogue. I'm going to look like a Stalva Caress player. To say that they'll be there. <laughs> I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go two nil. I think the back the back four is gonna be strong enough to see this out, um, and I think we score. And I'm I'm gonna start with. Obviously, this might change if he doesn't start. I'm gonna go Mubama. If he bags and two nil, and I get a big fifteen pointer, I'm just like. Okay, I'm <laughs> yeah, going. Andre. Compagno. That's definitely not how you pronounce his name. I mean, I'll Compagno. That, <laughs> <laughs> Compagno. It a... that feels like a Harry Potter spell. You've given it a better effort than I would have done. So well done. Um, uh, I will just update on the predictions after the last <coughs> two games. So the Silkeborg win, we all went for quite comfortable wins. So um, we all only got two points on that one. Obviously, Daryl threw away an extra five points by changing his first goal scorer prediction because he is an idiot. Uh, so two points apiece there. Man United game, um, slightly different here. Daryl went for a two-all draw. He went for the Desmond. Jamie went for 2-0 uh, Martial. Um, and then I went for 2-1 Rashford. So I picked up a healthy seven points. Which means the table now. Me and Jamie are both on 44 points and Daryl is on 42. Aww. So it is tight. But Daryl back where he belongs on the bottom of the table. Standard. I started off well last year and sort of fell, but last year I filled the decorations. So I'm a bit early this year, a bit of a premature <laughs> Um Sounds about right for you. <laughs> it does, yeah. 100%. Um, right. Should we break? Unless there's anything else you want to talk about with tonight. No? Should we go and talk about that dreadful display at Old Trafford at the weekend? Dreadful? Yeah. What? Right. Let's break. We'll come back to that. Why is that not dreadful? You tell me why. For 75 minutes, that wasn't fucking horrific. It wasn't as bad as people play. Like, we weren't horrific. Like, come on. We're still going away to Manchester United. It's not an easy place to go. The team have been... Man, you've been playing well. Yeah. Like, it probably wasn't as explosive as we'd want, but it wasn't horrific. It wasn't anything. For 75 minutes, it was nothing. Oh, <clears throat> It was nothing. We offered nothing. And this is why I said the other day, and you see the stats that are coming out about these big six sides. Moyes hasn't got, Moyes doesn't beat them because he's too scared of them. Like United were there for the taking at the weekend. Then you see that from the last 15 minutes of the game, they were there for the taking at the I weekend. I disagree, but I think if we'd walked away with a draw, it wouldn't have been a, like a terrible, like, 
we would have deserved it. We would. Like, if this is the thing, though, if people go, oh, we would have been more like, uh, what's it called, expressive in the early half, you don't know. They might have walked rings around us. Like, the goal was a decent goal to concede. It was good, avoidable in my eyes. I thought Kerra was sleeping for the cross. Like, I don't think we played as bad as people paint, uh, made out. Like, yes, it's disappointing. We've gone away to Man U and not won. But not many teams will go there this year and win. It's not even the result, Jase, the performance. Like, uh, we were toothless. We were boring. Like, and we can say it's not even against United. We've been like it all season. True, but then is that also on the players more than it is Moyes? It's not like we're not, as I said to my old man, it's not like we're playing terribly. It's not like we're watching West Ham going, every single team is playing us off the park. We're in games, we're in contests. I would say the only game where we haven't been in a contest was City, we're at another level. Every other game we've been in it. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that either. But then we, we all said it last week. You're playing it. You're playing that free midfield, which doesn't, which isn't right. <coughs> All right, Paquette yeah. coming back may well change that completely because we're lacking that creativity. But you see that Downs isn't an attacking midfielder. All right, it doesn't work. We all want to see Downs play, but I'd rather have an attacking midfielder and play Suchek than, than that at the moment. I, I'm, I'm of the total feeling that it's, it's, this is the way we're playing right now is on Moyes. See, I, I'm also like, if Bowen had scored that chance, um, if Rice had wrapped that top bins, uh, we had other efforts too. Yeah, but... We walked away 1-1. Rice is, Rice is like the 89th minute. Yeah. Like, but, we created nothing before that at all. I think, yeah. the, I think the telling thing for me is their best players in that game were Lissandro Martinez, Diego yeah. Dallo and David De Gea. They were their best players in that game. Haya made a couple of good saves. The header from Zuma. Um, I know it's a set piece, but it's a very good save. I'm not we are, like set pieces are obviously a good weapon of ours. Um, obviously the save from Rice at the end. Um it just goes to show that I find it quite funny that he hasn't even made their 55 man shortlist for the Spain World Cup squad. So bad. Um but yeah, I mean I yeah, it wasn't the most open free-flying attack in football, but You've got to remember as well, like Casemiro's completely changed their side. He is a very good player and he really breaks up attacks well. Yeah, I don't think those three those three midfielders are the right three to be playing. Um, but we also like another lack other options at the moment with that Paqueta injury. I know you can bring Lanzini in there or four nows, but what do they really offer in that? I don't think they're like what we nearly need is Paqueta back, and I think that will change things a lot. I don't think it was a terrible performance. We had more shots on target than them. Um, they only just outdid us on shots. They had, I mean, possession was fairly even. I just, I mean, and I think obviously having to take Skamaka off because he tried to boot someone in the head while he was on the yellow card didn't help either. Because Antonio comes on and offers you nothing. Well anyway. Don't think it was this very good anyway. Other, this is the other thing fans don't look at it and go, like there was fans, idiot fans going, why the fuck's he taking off a striker? It's fucking ridiculous. Go to it's <laughs> like. Well, there's no comment to who. It's like, no, 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 it's even social media accounts, like famous West Ham social media accounts are like, oh, well, fucking Thomas Suchet was on a yellow card as well. And it's like, but yeah, but Skamaka nearly killed someone. <laughs> it was that like. <laughs> he almost killed a guy. It wasn't that he was just on a yellow. He was on a last warning. 
Like I don't, I still don't think. All right, it's a foul in the laws of the game. I don't think it's a yellow card. Right, Ooh, there's but there's not at one point at that at that thing anywhere say so there's no defender around him okay and he's jumping up to take that touch like he's doing is it a foul no because there's no defender there yeah. the, the yeah. defense isn't that yeah. it's a high foot it's that it's in a dangerous position but then what i'm saying is there's not at one point i'm i'm not saying it's not a foul but I'm, i don't agree that it's, it'd be a yellow card which he didn't obviously get one as i, I think at it's that point first. His eyes are completely and utterly on that football, like it'd be anywhere else on the pitch with anyone else around him. Mm, yeah, more... that, it doesn't matter. Intent doesn't matter. It's whether mm. it's dangerous or not, which it is, because it foot's up in another place. Could you say that the, the, the bloke's putting his head into a dangerous position? Yes. But he's lowered. But that's, it... that's not an offence. Like it's The, the offence is... If, let's put it this way, Dal. If that was against us on a Sunday, what would you be saying? Mate, I'm not disagreeing that it's not a foul. I haven't said that once, and it is a free. It's one hundred percent a yellow card in the laws of the game. I, I, I think that's. I, I completely disagree. That's a yellow card. But I think it's a first. That's, opinion, that's the problem with opinions of football. The thing is, I think it's probably a first yellow. Like I think if it's you've not been booked, I think you probably are giving them a yellow card. But it would be so hard to give it as a red card because there is no now, no, no malice. Like he hasn't gone at any great pace, he's not led with the studs, so it is probably a final warning when you're on a yellow card. What's the difference but, between a first and a second yellow card? If it's a yellow card for a first no, one, why should it not be it, for a second one? Because the second you give a second yellow card, the team, the game dynamic changes. Like, like refs are specified that second yellow cards are different firsts. And yeah, it's just because the second you give a second yellow card, the team go down to ten men. It's a lot different. A team that again out you. You play, if a second yellow card gets given, the game dynamic does change. So the ref shouldn't like let, let me let me put this in another way, what that what we were saying about the yellow about the defender. If I'm in a if I'm in a load of space and I'm taking that touch or trying to take that touch, but then a defender sort of dives into it from a distance away, is that still a foul on my part? It's, this is so hard because that's the that's the problem with it, isn't it? For me, like again, as, as I said, it's a foul. His foot's in a dangerous position. It's a foul. But if if that defender has put his head into that area from a distance away, it could be deemed another way. But that's an opinion of football, and there it is. is still there's it, like there's fans out there going, "Oh, why are we taking off a striker? Like it's fucking ridiculous. We're losing one nil. We're taking off strikers like, because I'd rather have a striker out there." Like one striker, then be down to ten fucking men. Like it, just had to be, it had to be done. It was one of them where we had no choice but to sub Oscar Maka. I think we all said it had to be done. Yeah, all of us agreed. Yeah. And you're Moise's biggest hater, and you're you clamour for two strikers. You're even saying it's that makes me realise how much it needed to be done. Because if at that point, right, at, at the point he comes off, we still want to play exactly very well. But if you don't take him off he gets sent off we don't have that last 10 minutes of the game where we look dangerous he misses crystal palace like then we've got to have another game of antonio it's sometimes thinking bigger picture instead of just thinking about that one game which yeah i think a lot of people think i I agree i don't know if matt's frozen i believe he has um no no, he's there you're just really very very still then for a long time I was just scrolling back through Manu's home fixtures so far this season to see if they'd lost any. Uh, yeah, they lost their first against Brighton. 
lost to Brighton, but since then they're unbeaten at home um, in the league anyway. They lost to Real Sociedad in the Europa League. Um, but yeah, so it just goes to show they are a decent home side. It's a hard place to go. So yeah, and we had chances. So I'm not too disheartened by the performance uh, or the result, to be honest with you, because I think no one could really argue if we'd have come away with a point that we didn't deserve it. I think more, think... more my problem was it was 75 minutes of we didn't look we didn't look like we were going to score a goal until the last 15 minutes. Where potentially, really, on another day, another goalkeeper would have won the game two one. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like, if we played shit all 90 minutes, lost one nil, hadn't had any chances, I'd have been very much like you, gone. That was shit. It's almost like we set up for a nil nil. The second it was one nil, we we're like, well, we'll take that. I thought we warranted a result. I think XG had us roughly a similar <coughs> XG, like early, both in the early ones. Like the main reason they won the game was Ericsson's put in a really good fucking cross because he's a class act and Phil O'Kara was asleep. That was the difference in this game. It was. And I was just looking over our results this season. You look at it and I'd go, the Everton performance was a shout of shit. Um, um, who else we played this year that was, and we played terribly? Brighton was a shower of shit, and City was a shower oh, of shit. I don't think City was a shower of shit. Yeah, we, true. We kept we kept a really good side. We look, they've absolutely battered teams this year. We give a good yeah. account of ourselves. That that one I don't agree with. Brighton. Yeah, I, 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 I hate I, Brighton. I can live with City. Like losing to City. No matter what, because there's people out there again going, Oh, if we'd fucking gone out, and it's like, All right, Erling Haaland will fucking destroy us. That's the difference of City and the others at the moment. You go at City, you're going to get picked off and absolutely battered. Mm-hmm. You go at Liverpool at the moment, like Leeds did the other night, you've got potential beating them. Mm-hmm. Um, same as United. Arsenal, maybe, we haven't, I haven't seen enough of Arsenal, especially obviously against us yet, we haven't seen them to know what they're really like. But, um, that we, we are we're <clears throat> I sort of see us like that performance and that last 15 minutes it was sort of like our Spurs have played the last couple of weeks set up in the first half to be tight and conceding goals and then when they do finally let the, let the, the shackles come off they look like a really good side and that's sort of where where we're at we're just mm. we need to let it go a bit earlier because we yeah. looked really dangerous last 15 minutes and I said to you in a group chat for the, before that, we, we and we have done for a while, look so toothless. And I think we are missing, and we've, we've said it, we're missing Paqueta. I know he's not done loads for the club yet, but his vision and his ability on the ball helps Skamaka mm. no end. And we've seen that. Skamaka looks like a completely different player without a player like that in the side. Yeah. yeah. Because when they, on, the, on the occasions where they have played together, they look like they've played together for ages. Like mm. Paquette is picking him out with crosses and through balls and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be back before the World Cup. Um, I mean, it'd be really nice to have him for at least one game, um, whether that's the Leicester game or something like that. There was rumours of Palace. I'm not rushing back. There was rumours of Palace, but then all these players now, and I said, I, we were talking about little injuries earlier. All these players now, and who was it I was listening to? I think it was Carragher. It was Carragher. That all these little two injuries now, <clears throat> and if any player gets a mm. knock now, it could really dent their World Cup. 
Chilwell's probably out of the World Cup. Chilwell's probably out of the World Cup. Like, obviously, for us as West Ham fans, we want to see the best of Declan Rice for the next two weeks. But in his head, is he now going to start worrying about missing a World Cup? Mm-hmm. The, the it's, definitely going to be in, it's definitely going to be in the back of their minds, isn't it? Every Pac- player that's in the World Cup squad. Paqueta now, really, he's, he's going to make the World Cup squad for Brazil. We, we, we know that. Mm. And I think he knows that. Does he want to come back and risk a, risk another injury to this shoulder? Or does he just go, oh, I'm, still, I'm still a bit sore and leave it? You, you mm. might see that now from a few players. It's the difference. Like someone like Declan, I'm not saying Declan Rice will do it. I'd like to think Declan Rice is a better pro than this. Someone who's guaranteed a spot, like Rice could literally throw in two, two out of tens in the next two league games. He's still going to be in the World Cup squad. Unlike someone like Jared Bowen, who can't afford two, two out of tens. Jared Bowen needs a couple of good performances. You're probably going to see him play well or try, unlike someone who might go, mm, is it worth it? Because let's be honest. This World Cup is the most corrupt, ridiculous thing to ever happen. Like, it is two weeks away, three weeks away, and no one gives a fuck. It is FIFA just showing how corrupt they are. Like, it's beyond ridiculous. And I don't think we're going to enjoy the World Cup as much as probably previous years because of FIFA showing that they just don't care about people. The thing is, there's so much going on with this World Cup, obviously. The political side of things, which is... Not to be ignored, um, the actual bidding process for the tournament itself, um, the workers on the stadium got all this. But I think the main thing for me that's leading to a lack of excitement at the moment is the fact that football's still going on. Normally, you've had like a month long break before the World Cup, and you're then you're starting to build up to it. Summer's coming as well, but the fact that we're still in the middle of games, we've got we've still got four more West Ham games between now and then. Um, so that's sort of the reason that the excitement hasn't really started to kick in yet. And I'm sure by the time we finish that Leicester game next weekend and we have that podcast after that and we start looking forward to it, then the excitement really will start to build up. Yeah, because Carragher was saying normally you have three weeks after the last league game to the World Cup starts and you have like a couple of friendlies. So yeah. it's normally like a really big build-up. Yeah. Like you have that little bit of... You take the football away from people and then it's like, okay, go and enjoy 28, 31 days of pure football. It's like perfect. And normally in the in lovely weather. That's another yeah. thing that gets people up for football like that. Like the, yeah. the Euros we had last year, we're all in shorts on that side. It is a completely different feeling. And I was, I was trying to listen then to what you were saying, Matt. It's the fact that we've still got four games before before that and as you said Jay, there's no England friendlies leading up to this so you can't even start getting behind England before the World Cup um, it, it just don't sit right with me it don't. it's yeah. going to be an experience for sure um, but it don't sit right with me that it's it's in, December, it's in November and December yeah um, I agree, I and agree. I get, well I get, there's that um, documentary out very soon about I think it was on Netflix, Netflix. about the, uh, yeah. the bidding of the Qatar World Cup, which should be very interesting, actually. Um, yeah. Very, very, should be very insightful. And I actually see another one on Sky today um, about a documentary about uh, Italia 90, which yeah. looks really good, actually. Um, um, which I was just going to say, the, the problem is even the next World Cup, I don't like the next change they've been forced for that one. Like It just feels like they're t- tampering with something that people love and works. Right. Where, where is the next one? USA, Canada, Mexico. US, Canada, Mexico. 
Like, but instead it's now 48 teams, not 32. And it's like great, like because more you games know, of football, fantastic. But it's more but this is what I the quality though, didn't you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is the thing, like my godfather. It's all about money with FIFA. It's always, always about money. FIFA went, oh, it doesn't matter because the teams that win the tournament will still play the same amount of games. They'll still play seven games instead of eight. So it's not like the teams, but it's like, but we can get more revenue. And it's like, but now you're going to have teams like fucking Honolulu and fucking Tagalafika, like ridiculous teams that no one really wants to watch. Like I've just said two things that are not countries. I yeah. know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be really impressive when yeah, non-countries yeah. qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, you're going to have teams like fucking St. Kitts and Nevis, like people that just aren't good at football. Well done, an actual country. Like, <laughs> the problem was, I was like, I'm trying to think of a country. I'm just going to say something that sounds really weird. The only good and, thing about that, the times again should be, well, we'd have some late kickoffs, so it should be some yeah. really good, good nights. Mm. Like, let's let's not get too far ahead of us. That is still three and a half years away. But especially That's if you're playing on the, on the West Coast and stuff like that, you'll have some really late kickoffs. Carnage. That would be carnage, but by then we'll be thirty. Well, I'll be thirty-seven. Horrendous! Oh, I'm Jesus al- Christ! I'm already, I'm already dreading the hangovers. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, right? Anything else on United? And the only other thing was, I know we just sort of spoke about him a little bit of England. Declan Rice was again just—he's that that guy is getting better and better every time I watch him play at the moment. I thought he was class again at the weekend. And I keep reading <laughs> there was United fans going, would we take Declan Rice? What? Like the people just not people just don't understand football, honestly. The thing is it was just comparisons of him and Casemiro, wasn't it? That was the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously two two players at very opposite ends of their careers. I I don't think United would even be on Rice's radar right now, either. To be honest, the money they spent on Casemiro, they probably should have put towards Rice because he's younger. But I, yeah, I didn't like the Casemiro signing because they spent 80 odd million on a 30 year old. It's just it's worked. I think it's worked so far, though. They've definitely yeah. improved. Yeah, yeah. actually knocking on the right. Champions League door now rather than. I guess my logic was yeah, it's worked now, but by the time this man new team are going to try and be really good like two three years down the line they'll be like we need to replace casemiro it's like it is yeah, it's a short-term yeah. deal it's a short-term that's thing isn't I, that's what i was but thinking probably it's a short-term deal but they needed it because he's come in i know he didn't start many games to begin with but i'd take a 30 year old casemiro over a scott mctominay and a fred any day of the week yeah that's the difference isn't it like, like and the difference is united have got the money to do it yeah so um yeah. Um, right, let's move on to, uh, I believe it's our last home Premier League fixture before the World Cup. Nope. We've got Leicester at home as well. Both of our games are at home, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, well, then I'm wrong. I stand corrected. Um, our, second to last, our second to last home Premier League fixture. Um, but I don't know, we've got, well, then we've got three Premier League home, we've got three home fixtures in the next, well, from Sunday. Because um, mm. Blackburn is also at home. Um, behind me. Um yeah, so we play Palace at home, two o'clock again, not on TV. I hate it. Um, we should be beating these, shouldn't we? I know they've had a good start to the season, but like, right, you look at us, you look at them. You've got, I, 
I don't fancy it. Oh, that's the problem. I think uh, that's why I'm like that. We should be, but do I fancy beating them? I actually don't think Palace are a terrible side. I quite like them. They're, they're not really... a terrible side, but they're not a great side either. Yeah, like this the thing. Like they went to Everton last week, and I know Everton have been better <clears> recently. <throat> lost three 0 but then they've beaten Southampton, beat Wolves. Yeah, they're a weird side. Like they're very up and down at the moment. Like literally, they've played twelve games this year, won four, drew four, lost four. It's like. <laughs> right in the middle the definition of bang average yeah literally exactly. yeah. the thing the thing the thing that we've got going for us is our home form is obviously very good um we have been, we've won our last three home Premier League games before that um we drew with Spurs we and then we go back to the Brighton loss obviously but Palace's away form is not nowhere near as good as their home form either so their last five away games drew at Liverpool lost to City obviously um, drew with Newcastle and Leicester both nil-nil uh, and then lost 3-0 at Everton. So it's definitely good to be having the home fixture now considering both teams' forms. Here you go, I've got a question. Um, so, Will Saha, is he in your fantasy team? No. Okay, then we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> From what I can see, they haven't won away all season. I think so. So yeah. uh, they beat they beat Oxford United. Yeah, in the Premier League, like that. So upstep West Ham. Yeah, their last win in an away game was Jesus Christ! I'm going back away. Uh, their friendlies, Southampton in April. So Jamie's law of averages and the way <laughs> and the way that West Ham play. It's we're all back in the Palace win weekend. Yeah. Um, fair. Um, I've, they've got they've got some good players. Obviously, they're a, I think their their managers probably their managers pretty good now. But mm. I, I think we should be beating them. Um, what do you think on team selection? Same as normal. Hopefully, Paqueta back or. <clears throat> I am um, not convinced Paqueta will be back. Well, if a gets through another ninety tonight and plays well or sixty minutes, do you bring him in? No, I think you wait. Um, it's weird. Yeah, if he gets through sixty minutes, I would probably debate it. I would not give him ninety again because of the simple fact of it's more time to get a potential injury. He's probably going to the World Cup as well, so you don't want to overplay him. And then when he comes to the World Cup, he gets injured, and he's injured for the late part of the season. So it's hard. I, I wouldn't. I'd debate it just because. But then also, our defense is fine. We are not conceding a lot of goals. We just can't yeah. score. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him play in the Premier League to really test him. Because I think, <coughs> even tonight, I know you're probably going to have a lot of youth around him. I can't see him being tested really like he will be tested in the Premier League. So I'd like to see him play a Premier League game before the World Cup. Mm. And I'll definitely be keeping an eye on him at the World Cup as well, because he's their starting centre-half. Um but yeah, I'm not overly worried about changing the back, the, the back four really. Um, the the one the, the one change I'd make is take one one of them three midfielders out. Yeah, great, totally. Agree. And I think I think in against the team of Palace's calibre, well, obviously it's not the same standard. I think we will probably see that. Hopefully, the thing is, I didn't hate it against Man U because it was like we're trying to be solid, but also you really did see how much it affected us in attack. And ultimately, we're playing Palace at home. We got away with it against Bournemouth. We played right against Bournemouth. But 
fans have made it clear they don't like it. And if we don't get res results with the three, people will turn quick. I think if he does, if he does change it, I think you've seen who will play. It'll probably be Suchek and Rice as he's taken down mm -hmm. to Stour. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to see Rice and Downs together playing that, playing yeah. that pivot too. I do. And then play, obviously, Paquette is the one you want, but I've got no problems with playing Fournhouse or Lanzini in that middle. Yeah, I agree. I'd probably go. I'm not Fournhouse's biggest fan, but I would even have started him ahead of. And Fournhouse still gives you that defensive ability as well. Like exactly. He's, he, he's, 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 he's lively. He wants to get on the ball. He wants to be lively. Um, it's just, well, you'll see, you'll see him play again on the left wing at some point. Benny will have a couple of bad games and he'll come back out and play on the left wing again. Um, mm -hmm. You know what Moyes is like. So. Yeah. Um, predictions then, what are we going for? 2-1. Uh, uh, and first goal scorer to be... Bowen needs to bring you prick. for the World Cup. No, I know I should have gone first. Div. Um, I'll go... You can't copy me. Yeah, but I don't want to. I'm, I'm behind now, I need to catch up. I'm uh I'm gonna go three one and I'll go with Skamaka. And I'd already had mine in already as well. I went two one and went Skamaka. But obviously we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we might that might change. Um anything else you want to discuss before we call it a day? Nope. No? Excellent. Um as as Matt said earlier, we'll come we'll have another episode next week obviously discussing these two fixtures looking ahead to Blackburn and to Leicester um two guys again two games you, you should be looking at winning even though Leicester have had a bit of an upturn recently um and then we said we'll move on and do a and we'll follow on the podcast for the England fixtures as well for the for the World Cup where it's not coming home um Matt I'm gonna I'm it's gonna, definitely coming home <laughs> no, uh Matt I'm gonna go back to you again and you're gonna do the uh handles for me again better this time and not be like oh yeah I think it's that one I think it's that one come on I want it properly <laughs> wow someone's <laughs> like, gonna get through 50 minutes of a podcast <laughs> I'm yeah yeah I'm, I'm calling you out Phil that is keen. Uh, yes, you can find us on social media. Twitter, Twitter, we are at bubbles underscore podcast. Facebook, we're pretty bubbles podcast. And Instagram, we're pretty underscore bubbles underscore podcast. And you can find us on YouTube. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube right now, don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new podcast goes live. And we're also on your regular podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and others. Fantastic. That is a proper handle section. Well done. Um, I think that's it from all of us. Uh, last thing from the cricket as well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, Jesus Christ, um, that's it from all of us. And uh, come on, your eyes, come on, your eyes. <laughs>